Today on episode 359 of the Computer Tutor Podcast, we're going to talk about how to identify and avoid an online car selling scam and an email from a listener from across the pond. Another episode of The Computer Tutor, tips, tricks, and advice from a computer pro without all the tech talk. And now, here is your computer tutor, Scott Johnson. Hey there, my friend. Good morning and welcome back to The Computer Tutor Podcast. I am your personal computer tutor, Scott Johnson. And on this podcast, I like to show you how to do cool things on your computer And it's always in plain English, no computer techie talk. And if I read an email from a listener in Scotland, I won't try to put on a Scottish accent. You as the listener deserve better than that. I fix computers from all over the country, and I do that right from my home office here in beautiful Safety Harbor, Florida. As long as the computer can still connect to the internet, I can fix just about anything remotely, which means you don't have to leave your home And you don't have to have someone come in and bring in who knows what kind of germs into your home. So whenever you need help, just give me a call. 727-254-9078 or email me at pctutor at gmail.com. And today's tip can be seen at my website, which is computertutorflorida.com forward slash 359. So let's get started. Sometimes you have to do things you just don't want to do. There's just no getting around it. You might put it off for a while, but eventually you just have to do it. For me, one of those things is buying a car. I just hate the whole process. As soon as you get on the lot, some salesman finds you and starts up with the friendliness and handshaking and smiling as if you're now best friends. Except he doesn't see you as a friend. He sees you as a paycheck. Then there's the whole price negotiation process, you know, where he has to go and check with his manager and they have this back and forth game that they play about cutting that price of that car down to where they aren't even making any profit because they just want you to have that car. And then all the paperwork starts. And in the end, do you really know if you really got a good deal? Probably not. But you have the car and you hopefully won't have to go through that again for a few years. Well, for me, I don't usually do it that way because I just hate that whole process. I prefer to shop the classified ads online, of course, and buy a car from an individual. I feel like I'm a lot more likely to get a better price that way, and there's no salesman pressuring me to buy because he has bills to pay. And since I'm no expert on cars, when I do find one I like at the right price, Before I buy it, I bring it to my mechanic to have him check it out, see if it has any problems. It's a routine that has worked out pretty well for me so far. But if that's how you shop for a car, there's one big thing you have to watch out for and be able to spot. The car selling scams. And believe me, there are a lot of them. I've looked into this in the past, and when I went to check on it for this podcast, there were even more than I expected. So I wanted to let you know here what the obvious signs are so that you can avoid getting scammed and losing money. And even if you aren't actually shopping for a car right now, just going online and seeing these scams, plain as day, it's an interesting exercise. 
You can shop for a used car online on Craigslist or Facebook Marketplace, but the one I like to use is OfferUp. That's the one we'll be talking about here today for our example, and you can find this site at OfferUp.com. So let's say we're looking for a Honda Accord. You can just go to that site and do a search on that phrase. Two words, Honda Accord. And I'm only using that as an example because I tend to buy Hondas, and I currently drive a Honda Accord. When you're looking at the listings of all the cars there, there are a few things you can watch for that will be a big tip-off that the ad you're looking at is a scam. The first thing is probably kind of obvious, and that is a ridiculously low price. When I did my search just now, one of the listings that came up was for a 2012 Honda Accord Only 86,000 miles, which is nothing for a Honda, and the listing says it's always been kept in a garage and has no mechanical problems at all. Pretty nice, right? For a car like this, I would expect to pay $10,000, or maybe if it's a real bargain, maybe $8,000 or $9,000. But look at this. This particular one is only $1,400. Now, the good news is most people are going to look at that and say, no way. That's obviously a scam, and they're just going to keep scrolling. But the bad news is, there is a certain percentage of gullible people who will see that and think, well, I know it doesn't really make sense, but what if this is the best and most amazing deal on a car I'll ever find? I mean, what if it's actually real? I have to at least check it out. And then they start communicating with the scammer, And that story does not usually have a happy ending. But that's the type of person that the scammer is actually looking for. The second thing to watch out for is how the seller of this car wants to communicate with you. With OfferUp and with any other online selling service, there's going to be a button on each listing that you can click and it will automatically send a message to the seller. That's how most people do it. But if the seller is a scammer, there will always be an email address in the description of the car. He's going to tell you, if you're interested, please use email to contact me. Why do you think that is? Well, here's why. If you click that offer up button to communicate with the scammer, he's going to start a back and forth dialogue that explains why he's selling, where he's located, how he's going to ship you the car, uh, how you should send the payment, all of that. And that all takes a little bit of time, maybe a few days. But he knows that sometime, today or tomorrow, someone is going to report him to OfferUp as a scammer, and his OfferUp account will get shut down. And that means he has lost his way of communicating with you. If you start off right from the beginning communicating by email, then even if his OfferUp account gets closed, he can still keep stringing you along and continue the scam. So that's why they will always want to communicate by email. And it's usually a Gmail account, but it can really be any free email service. So if you see a car for sale at a stupid low price and the seller only wants to talk via email, just forget about that car. There is no car for sale. It's just someone wanting to steal your money. But if you want to keep going with it and just see what will happen, well, here's the next thing you can expect to see an emotional story. The scammer has to have some kind of story that will inspire you to trust him. Now, in the example above, when I emailed the quote-unquote seller pretending that I was interested in the car, 
The person claimed to be a woman, and she said that her husband had recently died and that the car just had too many memories, so she needed to sell it. Now, obviously, if this were true and the prospective buyer had any empathy, they would feel a touch of sadness themselves. And that just pushes them that much closer to wanting to help this poor widow lady. Of course, when you think about it, the person being scammed is feeling sorry for the lady, but at the same time, he's wanting to practically steal a $10,000 car for $1,400 from her. So maybe the motives of the person being scammed aren't all that perfect either. Another very common storyline is that the person selling the car is in the military and is stationed overseas. Hey, nothing like a nice dose of good old patriotism to make you want to help out a soldier, right? It's all very carefully orchestrated to manipulate your emotions. And in the case of the example listing I was working on, that scammer said she was a recent widow and a military doctor. It's a double barrel of emotion. And finally, one more thing that is very common in these scams. When they're telling you how the logistics will work out, meaning how you'll pay the money and how they will get the car to you, and they will almost always say that you are fully protected because they're using the eBay Motors selling process. Now, the theory here is that you send your money and eBay holds it in escrow, and then the seller ships you the car and you have the ability to drive it and test it out for five full days before that money actually gets released to the seller. That way you're fully protected and there's no way you could lose money by this being a scam. Except that whole story is 100% false. eBay will not be involved in the sale in any way whatsoever. You found the car on OfferUp, right? Not eBay. If the car is not listed on eBay for sale, then you have no protection from eBay. This whole thing is just designed to assuage any fears that you have that you might send some money and then not get the car. But guess what's going to happen? You're going to send the money and you're not going to get the car. And the way you have to send the money, probably Western Union, means that you have no recourse at all to get your money back. The scammers have been through this whole process a lot of times before you came along and they planned for every outcome. So what should you do when you spot a scam listing like this? Well, the answer I'm going to give you might surprise you. Traditionally, I would have said to definitely report it to offer up so that the scammer's account gets closed and he can't scam anyone else. But guess what? When that account gets shut down, the scammer will have a new account set up within minutes. That's what they do all day. They get shut down and they have software that automates the whole process of setting up a new account immediately. And how do I know this? Well, the scammer that I was looking at, you know, the one that was selling the Honda Accord, if you scroll down, you can see the other items for sale by that same seller. And this person had 19 listings for this same car. This is under one account. The same exact car, same photos, description, everything. And those 19 listings were for different cities all across the U.S. Boston, Detroit, New Orleans, all over. And every one of those listings was less than 30 minutes old. They just need to have those ads up there long enough 
for someone to find the ad and send the scammer an email. It's like that carnival game, Whack-A-Mole, except it's Whack-A-Scammer. So really, you can report them if you want to, but practically speaking, it's probably really not worth your time. I don't know why OfferUp and the other sites can't figure out a way to actually stop this from continuing to happen, but so far they haven't. So you have to be aware of what to watch for and only deal with the actual sellers, not the scammers. And I recently got this email from Steve, a listener over in Scotland. He wrote, Hey Scott, Steve here from Montrose on the northeast coast of Scotland. I'm a printer engineer with a passion for all things electronics and IT related. I used my furlough time to enhance my skill set and came across your computer tutor podcast, which accompanied me on my many long walks. I've now listened to every single episode and picked up many useful tips. My favorite has to be printfriendly.com. And that's a website that I wrote about and podcasted about, I don't know, several months ago, I think. I've attended many service calls for office printers, which have stalled with a bad web page job in the queue. I now share Print Friendly with my customers. I'm sure it has prevented a few visits. Keep up the good work and the corny jokes, Steve. So thanks for that, Steve. But how dare you call my jokes corny? I am quite offended. And if you're not sure what he's referring to, just listen to this podcast all the way to the end. And on my other podcast right now, I have a story that's actually kind of computer-related. It has to do with social media, specifically Facebook. Now, the guest is Monika, and she is a real estate agent here in the U.S. She used Facebook all the time, not just for social stuff with her friends, but also to promote her business. But one day, she was on Facebook, and she did something that she would come to regret. She didn't realize it at the time, but it would eventually cost her over $200,000. And the cost wasn't just financial. You can hear that whole story on my other podcast called What Was That Like? You can listen to it on any podcast app, and that includes Spotify and Pandora. Or you can listen to it at the website at whatwasthatlike.com slash 64. And if you want to contact me, there are a few ways you can do that. You can email me, and that's at pctutor at gmail.com, or you can call the podcast voicemail line, 727-386-9468, and you can leave a recorded message there anytime, day or night. Well, that's going to do it for this episode, but I'm going to be right back here in two weeks with another computer tip. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Computer Tutor Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to contact me with a question, a comment, or a suggestion for a future topic, you're welcome to do so at my website, computertutorflorida.com. And while you're there, sign up for my free Monday morning email newsletter. If you have a computer problem, give me a call at 727-254-9078. In many cases, I can take care of a problem remotely, so it doesn't matter if you're here in Florida, up in Maine, or way out in California. I'd love to help. Thanks again for listening, and have a great week. God bless. I never really liked my job as a film developer, because I was always focused on the negative.